So the next next episode is coming out on Friday and I'll be dropping every Friday uh, indefinitely. Uh, today, I just want to get a short clip just to get something off the top of my head. Uh, I just want to talk about perspective. Uh, me being 25, African, you know, uh, or not African-American. I don't like to use that. I prefer prisoner of war, uh, African. <clears throat> People are out in, in bad neighborhoods all around the world, you know, not seeing not I wouldn't even say not seeing, not knowing who they really are. Now, I was explaining something to my family earlier, and the self-image is very important. The difference between us learning the schools that history started with slavery, not understanding who Imhotep was, who Hippocrates studied as an African god, but was, you know, erased out of history, man who had birth control, built the pyramids, an engineer and a doctor. We didn't really focus on single professions. We founded education and a knowledge, astrology, and connecting every subject together just to make overall make you a better person. So a lot of times I emphasize that the black woman is God, but I want everybody to understand something. The black family together in unity is the ultimate trinity. That's why the Pope prays to the black Madonna and child and hides it from us while black churches, you know, no offense to anybody, but black churches worship, not worship, but have pictures and images of a European Jesus. While the book contradicts that fact, saying hair like wool, there's not a Caucasian person that I know that has hair like wool. And the whole Bible takes place in Africa when there were very few Europeans, especially civilized Europeans. And to add to that, we civilized Europe not once, not twice, but three times. And they went back into the dark ages and couldn't cross the seas. We provided this opportunity for them, but I don't blame them for trying to keep the power. You know, there is not racism is a team sport. You can't win by yourself. And a lot of people think that, you know, if they make it out the neighborhood and do good for their family individually, that's the only thing that they can control. But the larger picture is we need to come together and build institutions that reinforce positive images and just understanding what history, not history. I won't even want to say it. I'm trying to stop using that word. It's our story. History is how they describe our story. We can just call it what it is, our story. That was rewritten to destroy images of the black man and the black woman to make us equally disrespect each other. And it's a form of self-hatred. I hate to say it, but Malcolm X, everything that he said is still relevant. It's just a manifestation of self-hatred and not even in the sense of you literally hate yourself, but every metaphoric way possible if we say good hair, what's good hair? If we say there's one thing, then it has to be the opposite. So when you say good hair, you're just reinforcing bad hair to your subconscious mind. Then you're trying to spend hours and spending billions of dollars on hair care and things. And I don't want to just say anything about women because, men, we were the first to, to give up hope. The woman holds the power. And that's something that European and Western civilization where they make their gods men and there's no women in power when... Africa was at its height in the golden ages. The woman pharaohs of Kush set up the kings to train them and give them all the knowledge so they can then apply that knowledge to build Kemet, which the Europeans refer to as Egypt. So I just wanted to get that out. And if anybody's listening, you know, let's do some research on Anthony T. Browder. You know, that's the first person that we're going to start with. You know, he 
means a lot to me just for the fact that he was a he is an African-American man, which society would call him. But he understand his roots in Africa and our origin story. So when you go back to the beginning, like if you if you don't watch a basketball or baseball game or love and hip hop for the ladies, you go back to the beginning to figure out what's happening. That's the only way. So when people say they don't like history, history is a part of life. And if you don't know history, you know, you're doomed to repeat and repeat the oppression that's been going on. And we're not dealing with white people. That's not I never speak hate against any type of people as a as a whole. We're against Caucasian westernized European institutions. The Catholic Church is an institution. The court system in America is an institution all around the world. We have black people everywhere. When the Ukrainian Russia war was going on, everybody showed pity for the Ukrainians, but in all actuality, we see videos of them kicking African people off of trains and mistreating them, just trying to get away. You're all on the same, supposedly on the same side, getting invaded by someone, and you you still treating you know treating my brothers and sisters like garbage. And I don't, I, I could never stand behind anybody who did that. And a lot of people, you can say what you want about Russia, and I don't have any sympathies for them, but. In particular, they're one of the only European countries who never really had slavery, legal slavery, I would say. And a lot of people that in the 1940s and 1930s that was facing the before the civil rights movement and was still soldiers, even especially in the 40s during World War II, you were we were fighting against the Germans, but they were allowed to eat in the same mess hall as the Americans that they were fighting. But the black soldiers who, you know, helped edge every war and help Europeans win, you know, since they invaded us and everything, you know, we had to eat out, not eat eat outside in particular, but we couldn't eat at the table with them like we were people. So in all actuality, I just, I want to title this one Sleeping Giants. You know, once we figure out who we are, then we can move from there. We can have positive images and understand that we built infrastructure that they still can't build with this technology. And the truth always finds the light. When they say that um, Jewish people built the pyramids, they never built another pyramid after they left Egypt. They came in, they left out more than what they came in. A lot of that Pharaoh and slavery, there was no slavery. Egypt constantly had invaders. And when you invade someone, you get caught. They were prisoners of war because the war is an invade. If you invade a country and some people get left behind, are you supposed to just let them walk out? The door? I mean, not that's neither here nor there. There was no slaves that built the pyramids. I want to dispel that. Everyone, Anthony T. Browder, if you look at a lot, everything that he's done, all of his books, he repudiates all of that. He's going into tombs and excavating them as a black man from Washington, D.C., who before meeting Dr. Ben and Dr. Clark had never been to Africa, a man who does, didn't know his father. So I, I really want to get across, no matter what you come from more recently, Tom is like a lot of things that you see, a lot of material things in the world, it really doesn't exist. So let's think about your past ancestors that got raped and killed, that were getting hung for trying to read a book. Let's think about that and let's get to this knowledge and understand and stop hurting each other. Stop hurting each other, man. Let's let's do that. And y'all have a good one. Y'all take care. Friday, the next episode coming. I just had to get that ran out the way. Thank y'all for listening. I want to give a brief history lesson. 
just so everybody can understand how money works. So inflation is a hidden tax. So in the 1970s, when we got off of the gold standard, every dollar or bill period was backed by a piece of gold. So they were known as promissory notes to begin with. So you could take your promissory notes to the bank and in return get that gold, that that serial number on the bottom of your bill that we still have there today. You know, that that would have been worth. So Richard Nixon took us off the gold standard and any civilization, as Ray Dalio explained, a famous Wall Street broker who started from nothing and, you know, built up to be one of those giants. Once a society gets off of any sound money, they tend to print a lot of it, you know, to get out of debt and for unnecessary expenses, for war, for weapons and things of that nature. So today in 2022, after the pandemic and everybody got PUA and you were getting paid more in unemployment than you would have actually going to work. So that was an incentive for you to stay home. I spent a lot of time talking about incentives. A lot of investors say show them the incentives and they'll tell you the end result of any situation. So in that time frame, the Federal Reserve were printing and printing a lot of money. Now, back to what I said in the beginning, money's no longer backed by gold. So it's really not backed by anything anymore. And they have a process of printing new money with buying bonds and a whole bunch of stock market things that the Federal Reserve usually aren't into. Now, when I say the Federal Reserve, you would think that it's a part of the federal government. But let me remind you, FedEx stands for Federal Express. Now, they're not, they're not the USPS. They're not a federal mail system. That's a private company with the name Federal Express. So they shortened it and called it FedEx, which they shortened the Fed and called it the Fed when it's actually the Federal Reserve, which is not a government institution. Just to let a lot of people know that. So when they print more of this money to get their self out of debt, it's actually watering down the supply of the money that's already out there. So you pay taxes when you get paid. You pay taxes when you buy something. You pay taxes when you start a business. And there's a hidden inflation tax, which makes everything around you go up. Let me give you one example. The chips in the store. I'm not that, you know, experienced in in life. But at 25, I can remember 10 years ago with chips at being 25 cent. Now, they doubled the price of chips and put at least 20 percent, 15 percent less in the bag. So that's a 65 percent increase in profit. So once inflation goes up to a certain number, companies have to do that to stay in business. They're not necessarily making profit, but a lot of people say 30 years ago, you know, money or this would have been this amount today. And what they're really saying is money was worth a lot more back then. Example, Big Macs were a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, penny candies, a bunch of things that were cheap. And you think the quality wasn't as good, but in all actuality, the quality of things was better than a leather jacket was real leather with, you know, no type of fake material in there. But today, you know, you're spending $300 for a fake leather jacket. So in, in when it's all about perspective, and if you make perspective your reality, you'll be a blind man. Houses were $10,000, $15,000 30 years ago and less. And today you have to pay $150,000, $200,000 just to get a nice house. So that's just an example of inflation and why I emphasize Bitcoin so much. Because what the Federal Reserve does with the money and the private companies and the stock market is just simply a money game. 
which is just devaluing our currency. And a lot of people in the Bitcoin community call it calls it fiat. Every country in the world has a, a felon money system. And Africa gets the worst of it, has the most resources in the richest country. But they set up mining companies and do all of the steps after when you when you're processing something, there's about at least five or six steps, sometimes less with anything that you have over there in the mines. So they get the material raw and they do all of the steps over in their country. It's still a form of colonialism. So a lot of people are benefiting from the resources around them. Another example, an airport, I believe in Uganda, was repossessed by the Chinese government because they weren't able to pay the loan. So to repossess an airport in another country, you know, China's just doing the same thing that the United States did, the French did. Everybody at the Berlin Conference, the Berlin Conference is where they divided up Africa. So I just want everybody to understand the money game. And the only way you're going to get a, a sound money, there's only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoin. They've been trying to change that and stop that and do everything they could do since 2009. In the meantime, we're already from six cent to 20 something thousand. And people are saying it's down because it was at 60,000, you know, six, six months ago or a little more. But. The truth is, if you boarded at $2,000, $10,000, $15,000, you're still up. And Bitcoin is still up on a year. So while everything else is going down in the stock market, I also invest in the stock market. That's down. You know, I don't do any short term investments. We need to focus more on long term and building actual assets. But I just wanted to let everybody know about inflation. And that's where a lot of time they make the most out of us running a rat race because we think we're making more. If you get a raise, a 20% raise, but inflation was 15% that year, you really only have a 5% raise. So I just want to make everybody aware of that. And a lot of people that work on Wall Street and these other places, they know the inflation rate and they make sure they negotiate with their bosses to make sure they make up for that inflation rate. Because, you know, we started to think minimum wage six years ago when minimum wage was you know, a big everyone was complaining about, but things were a lot cheaper and money was a lot more valuable than. And we're talking about five years. So everything is on an accelerated pace. I just want everybody to put their money into hard assets because that that paper that you have in your hand is not worth what you think it's worth. At this time of this inter, at the time of this podcast, you know, inflation is over 10 percent. But the way they calculate inflation is also kind of wrong and like they're covering something up because it's based off a basket of goods. But in the real world, when you when you have a lot of money and it's, you, know, you have a lot in your bank account and you have credit cards, you're going to eat different foods than when you don't have any money. You're not going to have the same basket of goods depending on how much money you have at that time. So I just want to put that out there. It goes Inflation is based off a, ba a basket of goods when even at the corner stores that's in the uh, inner cities, everything's going up. French fries, every, you, they tell you that their, their price for their products that they buy are going up. So the only way they can stay in business is to put those prices up for the consumers. So the, the point I just want everybody to get out of this is that we need to be producers and not consumers. Our money need to bounce in our neighborhood at least five times. We can't get our money and then spend it with people who are going to take that money out of our neighborhoods. We can't, that is something that needs to stop. And I do want to give a shout out to my uncle Keith. 
and my great uncle, John John, who bought a Chinese store recently, and that's on 18th and Wingahawken. So if anybody wanna, wants to patronize them, that would be lovely. We're starting a good process, buying back our neighborhoods. I remember Lancaster Avenue was all black businesses. Now it's all, you know, I'm, nothing's wrong with, the, with foreigners, but the point I want to make is every war since this country has been started, black people, African people have fought and tipped the scales in those wars. The war Abraham Lincoln was fighting with the South, the Civil War, that war went on for a very long time before they had the bright idea the only way the Northerners were going to win the war because the Southerners had all the money because they were making the cotton for basically the world. And a, a lot of the other things with the soil, the tobacco and things like that. So they didn't have the finances to even win the Civil War. So the, the idea that they came up with was to arm the slaves. If you can get past this line, you get a gun and get to fight in the war. That's what turned the war around. So I just want to want to make that clear. Every war that's been in this country a black African man and a woman since women were able to be inducted into the military have died in those wars. So us letting people who are not citizens of this country come to this country and start businesses in our neighborhoods and extract the black dollars from our neighborhood. When Asian money bounces 12 times, Jewish money bounces 15 times. And this is all from Dr. Claude Anderson. You can uh, look at his book, the plan to empower black America, the national plan. And it's a very great book. And I just want to let everybody be aware that this is no type of hate speech. You know, we don't have any hate for anybody. But racism, like I say all the time, racism is a team sport. Like I got that quote from Dr. Claude Anderson. You have to understand it's OK to be an individual, but we need institutions. People can't make change. Institutions make change. People make institutions and institutions make change. Thank you.